Hello, hello. Utah is becoming springy right now. The weather is so nice. The blossoms are out. Everything, the mountains are so green. And it's just so beautiful. It's kind of impossible not to feel really happy right now. Um, but I also wanted to say, for those of you who have gone on to iTunes and left a review of the podcast, thank you so much. I haven't asked anyone to do that except for my mom. <laughs> Um, so the ones, so those of you who have gone on and put something just out of your own free will, thank you so, so much. That is so kind. I told my husband when I first started this podcast that I was not going to, I was not doing it to try to get followers or to create a business or anything like that. I truly, truly just wanted to put information out there and give women an opportunity to think about things in a different way. And so I kind of feel stupid asking for reviews. So the fact that you went on and that you're going on and, and just doing them really makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes me feel like, hey, people are listening. You are appreciating this. And it motivates me to keep doing it. One of you, your name is Aubrey Lane. I'm going to read yours. Aubrey, I don't know who you are, but I love you. You are so thoughtful. She said, incredible. This podcast is incredible. I love how actionable each episode is. I feel really inspired and motivated to act. I appreciate Erin's thoughtfulness and the amazing way she explains concepts. She has opened my eyes to what a peaceful body relationship can be like, and I am so grateful. I look forward to every episode. Thank you so much for putting that. Mostly because that helps me understand that what you're needing is things that are actionable. That helps me to know how to better create this podcast to be something that fits what you want and what you need. So Aubrey, thank you so much for taking the time to write that review. For our episode today, we're going to dive into positive body image. And I think that for women, sometimes this can be an uncomfortable subject, right? Because we've kind of been taught to be modest in, in the idea that you know, people give us a compliment and it's like, oh, that's nothing. I didn't even try. I mean, that just, it just, yeah, that just happened. Or, you know, I've, I always had a friend who, <laughs> she was really good at thrift shopping and people would give her a comment like, I love your denim jacket. And she'd be like, oh my gosh, I got this for $3 at DI, which is kind of like a local thrift store here in Utah. And I remember being like, you don't need to tell everybody that. Like, let people think that your jacket is awesome. And you don't have to tell them or downplay this idea. But I think as women, we do that all the time. And so this idea of having a positive body image almost seems presumptuous. Or um, I think we worry that if in having a positive body image, others will think that we're conceited or that we're not humble. And that's not true at all. Okay. What's also not true is that just because you have a positive body image, that doesn't mean that you're impervious to negative thoughts about your body. It doesn't mean that diet culture won't affect you in some way. Having a positive body image doesn't mean that you won't ever have moments where you feel insecure or where you question parts of your body. But having a positive body image does mean that you will have the ability to acknowledge those thoughts when they come that you'll be able to see them for what they are, and then you'll be able to move forward without them altering or influencing your daily choices. 
So having a positive body image, don't worry, it doesn't mean that you're obsessed with yourself. It just means that you recognize that your body is a positive instrument in helping you live a meaningful life instead of being something that holds you back. How we think about our body influences how we feel about our body. And how we feel about our body determines all of our behaviors, our health behaviors going forward. So if we want to change our behavior, if we want to change the way that we treat our bodies, so often we focus on those habits. We focus on changing the behavior and, you know, adding in more exercise or eating more fruits and vegetables or getting more sleep or, and all of those things are so good. And for some people starting there is really powerful and really motivating. But if it's true, which it is, that how we think influences how we feel and how we feel influences how we behave, then one way to influence our behavior is actually change what we think and how we think. For example, tell me if you've had a day like this. You've had an overwhelming day at work and it just felt like no matter what you did, you could not seem to catch up with everything that was being asked of you. You felt like you were letting people down and in the middle of your most stressful moment, you remembered that there was a plate full of chocolate cake that your sister left at your house when she came over for dinner last night. And when you think about that cake, you just can't wait to get some time to yourself, throw on some comfortable clothes, and just enjoy that cake. So you get home, and because your day has been so busy and so packed, you haven't taken the time to stop and eat lunch. So you're starving. You're so hungry. And all of your body signals are shouting at you to go and eat. So what happens next is a perfectly acceptable biological reaction to overwhelming stress and ignored hunger cues right? You grab a glass of milk, you grab a fork, and you dive headfirst into that cake. But before you know it, it's almost gone. Where are my 90s people at? Do you remember that moment on Never Been Kissed when she's sitting there and she's telling her friends about this amazing night that she had? And then she looks down and she's like, who ate my whole pie? Have any of you had one of those moments, right? Where you're like, wait, where did that whole plate of cake go? So what happens in that moment when you realize the cake is gone? As soon as you realize, you feel deep shame. You start thinking thoughts like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I control myself? All of a sudden, you become really hypersensitive and hyperaware of all the parts of your body that you don't necessarily like. And you start focusing on those parts because those parts validate that something is wrong with your body. Right? It validates those thoughts that you're having, which is a natural reaction. Our brain always does that. We always seek for evidence to validate and justify our thoughts. And then you start thinking back to all the other times when you have made, maybe have eaten more than you thought you should, and then you decide that it must be a fact. You are out of control. Something is wrong with you. You're fat and you're unattractive, and now you can't go to the gym because there's no way you're going to go put on those exercise tights and dance around in your high fitness class when you're feeling like this. So you don't go. You stay home. And then you think, well, since I already ate the whole cake, I might as well wash it down with a pan of enchiladas and two pints of ice cream. Do you see how this one thought, this idea of 
Why can't I control myself? What is wrong with me? And then this hyper-focus on these parts of your body that are wrong lead you down this path of skipping exercise or skipping joyful movement, right? And you're binging and you're continuing to do things to your body that are harmful. Okay, example number two, maybe this has been you. You're trying on some jeans you haven't worn for a while and you notice that they don't really fit anymore. They're, They're too small. And so your thought is, what's wrong with my body? I'm getting too fat. And so you decide that you're going to skip dinner and you're going to go on a run until it shows that you've burned a certain amount of calories on your fitness app. And you finish with your run and you feel really accomplished, right? Because you did it. You did what you said you would do. But then as the night goes on, you realize you're feeling kind of exhausted. You haven't given your body fuel. You, you used movement as a form of punishment. And you're starting to feel emotional because your blood sugar is all out of whack. And then you try on those pants and you don't know, and you notice that there's not actually a change from when you went running several hours ago. So you set your alarm to wake up early the next morning to run again. Right, can any of you relate to these, these feelings? I know that I've had feeling, I've had experiences similar to this multiple times before I learned to, to find peace with food and to find peace with my body. Where those cycles could have been interrupted were, for example, in example number one. You've had that busy day. You're looking forward to that cake. You come home and you dive into that cake and you realize that cake is gone. Instead of saying, what is wrong with me? Why couldn't I control myself? Instead, you could say, wow, I was really hungry. And my body was trying to tell me that all day long. It did a good job. And I did just eat more cake than feels comfortable. But that's okay because that's a natural biological reaction to not giving myself enough food. So I'm going to give myself some space to be human. I'm going to journal for a minute, learn from this experience, use this as a data point in my process of learning to become an intuitive eater and realize, okay, tomorrow I need to take the time to eat lunch. If that means I lock my office or I go sit in my car or do whatever I need to do, I need to prioritize that time. So just that thought of giving yourself grace, that nothing is wrong with me, my body did exactly what it was supposed to do in that moment, completely alters the rest of that cycle of how we treat our body. We first have to change our thoughts. As a personal trainer, I cannot tell you how many people I have worked with that feel like, if I can just reach this size, or if I can just reach this weight, that is when I'm going to feel good about my body. A lot of people think that once they reach this certain weight or size, that they will finally be able to have a positive body image. However, what's really interesting is that a long-term study that was done in 2015, it showed that girls who focused on improving their body image first actually made better health choices overall and were more healthy than those who focused first on losing weight in order to improve their body image. Isn't that interesting? They interrupted that cycle at the root, which was their thoughts. So this is why how we feel about our body is so important. Having positive body image is critical in helping us come to have a peaceful relationship with food. So how do we do that? 
How do we improve our body image? How can we start changing those thoughts? Well, first is that we need to accept that the idea of perfectionism is not only impossible, but it's dangerous. It's dangerous to us. The beauty of every human is that none of us is the same. I went on a hike with my little sister and our babies just a couple of days ago. And when I say hike, I mean it was more like a stroll in the mountains with a little bit of incline, but mostly flat. But she had just got home from visiting my parents in Hawaii, where it is green and lush and the ocean, and it's just beautiful. But as we're walking across that mountain and looking over Utah Lake and seeing the mountains on the other side and looking up at this massive mountain called Timpanogos that was still covered in snow, and all of the wildflowers are blooming and the sweet smell of the Russian olive trees, it was just this beautiful, magical moment except for the fact that my kids are kind of whining, but we'll just block that out of the picture for a second. It's this beautiful moment. We're realizing how amazing and beautiful Utah is right now. And my sister made the comment, like, isn't it so interesting that when you're in Hawaii, you're thinking, this is the most beautiful place on earth. And then when you're in Utah, which is this mountainous desert, you're thinking, this is the most beautiful place on earth. And just how different those two types of beauty are, but yet they're both so beautiful in their own right. Humans are the exact same way. Learn to celebrate your type of beauty. Whether you are a red rock desert or a lush tropical ocean side, recognize your beauty and part of your beauty is that you are not like anyone else. Learn to celebrate your strengths and also to accept your weaknesses. That's a really important part. It's a really important antidote against perfectionism. But learning to see ourselves and accept ourselves as a complete human being with weaknesses and strengths is what adds to our power. When we try to shut off one side, when we try to focus only on our weaknesses, we are stunted. And when we focus only on our strengths, we are stunted. So learning to see ourselves as this whole complete being full of weaknesses and strengths is what makes our own unique beauty so powerful. Okay, so the first one, first step is accepting the idea that perfectionism is not only impossible, but it is dangerous. The second step is push back and question yourself whenever you say any form of the word should. For example, My stomach shouldn't look like this. Well, why shouldn't it? If you have a stomach and that is how your stomach looks, then apparently that is how stomachs look. My friends and I went on a bike ride this last Saturday just up the canyon. I I discovered biking just this last year. My husband and I decided that for birthdays, um, instead of just giving each other a bunch of presents, I mean, because we're adults, so we kind of buy the things we want when we want them anyways. Um, So what we decided to do for birthdays was we would choose a hobby or a skill that we wanted to get better at, and then we would buy gifts according to that hobby. And sometimes, depending on what the hobby is, that might be like your birthday, Christmas, and birthday for next year. It just kind of all depends on what kind of hobby you choose. Well, I chose biking. I've been taking spin classes for a long time, and I got certified to teach spin, but I realized I would love to be better at biking outside. I love being outside. So 
last July, which was my birthday, we bought a bike and I've been riding it. And we were up the canyon and we had had a really good ride. We stopped at this park up at the top and we're just kind of talking and we were talking about picking out pants, finding a good pair of pants, which brand had the best pair of pants. And one of my really good friends just mentioned how it was feeling frustrating because when the pants would fit her in some parts of her body, it wouldn't fit her in other parts of her body. And how when that would happen, it would be easy for her to say to herself that like something is wrong with this part of my body. And it reminded me of the first time I went to Europe and saw topless bathers. And this sounds so silly, but it was like people's It was just so incredible to me to see all of these different women's bodies and to realize that there was no right way to have a body, that there was no right way to have a stomach shaped or to have breasts shaped or just to see this wide variety of different bodies and skin tones and shapes. And it it was so liberating And it was so awesome to realize, I guess it just confirmed to me that, yeah, these magazine pictures that are edited and airbrushed, they're not real. These bodies here on the beach, they're real bodies and they look just like mine. And there's something that's really empowering about that. So every time you tell yourself the word should, My body should be like this, or it shouldn't be like this, or this should feel different. Push back and question yourself and say, well, why should it? Or why shouldn't it? The last thing that can help to improve our body image and to change those thoughts that we have in our brains is to stop comparing. I, there's a teacher that teaches at the same facility as I do, and I have heard her multiple times announce to her class, if you work out like me, you can look like me. And it makes my blood boil. I know that she has a good heart and I know that she's trying to be motivating, but that is false. The truth is, is that your genetics are not like anyone else's. Literally, in all the world, in the history of all the world, no human being Not one person out of 7 billion people on the planet have the same genetics as you. And in addition to your genetics being different than anyone else, your life experiences will never be like anyone else's. So stop trying to compare yourself. Trying to compare yourself to others and measure up to someone else is like trying to make a tomato into an apple. They both have a different genetic makeup and they both serve a different purpose. Okay, there's no there's no reason why you need to be like or look like someone else. Tiffany Rowe, who's a therapist, a local therapist here, she always says that being you is your purpose. And I think that's so true. It's great to look to others to find ways in which we can be better or we can improve our lives. But if we're doing that in a correct and healthy way, when we do that, when we compare in that way, we should feel inspired and motivated and uplifted. So if you don't feel that way, stop looking. Stop comparing. Do the work and take the time to like yourself 
and to compete and compare only with yourself. And even then, give yourself grace, give yourself self-compassion, and give yourself time. Developing positive body image is not a one-size-fits-all. It's very nuanced and it's very complex. And I wish that it was something that I could say, hey, if you do these five things, you'll have it in the bag. But the truth is, is that there is a lot that goes into developing a positive body image. But I do strongly, strongly believe that if we want to change our behaviors, our health behaviors, we have to start first by changing our thoughts and the way that we think about our bodies. And some simple ways to do that are the three examples that we get, that we talked about today, right? Accepting the idea that perfectionism is impossible, right? Pushing back and questioning yourself whenever you're thinking, I should look like, or I should be this. And then comparisons, right? I truly believe that if you'll start with these three steps and just kind of pay attention to the thoughts you are having about your body and try to use these three things to kind of fight back or push back, I truly believe that you will start to see a change and that that change will slowly start to influence your behaviors. I wish that I had a better way to get a hold of me, but I am on Instagram, like I've said before, at Body Peace Collective. So if you have questions or concerns or ways that I can better help you navigate this experience, please do not hesitate to reach out. I was talking to my husband today too, and he was like, we need to come up with some sort of intro for your podcast and like a little closing thing. And I recognize that this is not a super professional sounding podcast sometimes, but I'm so grateful that you're here. And I'm grateful that you're sharing this message with other women. And I hope that you're finding value in it and that you're finding that your personal road to body peace and food peace is not as impossible as you maybe once thought it was. I hope you have the most awesome week. I'm super excited for our podcast next week. We're going to be talking a little bit about the roadblocks to intuitive eating. And I've gotten some really awesome feedback from people on Instagram about things that make them feel nervous about intuitive eating. So I'm hoping to be able to address each of those. But like I said, if there's anything else you'd like me to address here on this podcast, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know so that I can be of help to you. And no pressure. But if you do have time, leaving a review and letting me know what you appreciate about this podcast or what... I can do better for you on this podcast will help me to make this experience exactly what you're hoping for. Have the most awesome, awesome week, and we'll see you next Tuesday.